You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. That is your radio flagship home of the Cowboys. And uh, I've already done a, you know, a full show with my co-host uh, just in the time leading up to this recording. That's why uh, I probably sound like I'm, I'm cracking a little bit. But I'm joined right now by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well, Bobby. Uh, you know, it was a... It was a fun game from the Cowboys' point of view, a game that I kind of felt like that, you know, when we did our picks last week, I felt like that Minnesota was a team that had kind of figured some things out, you know, offensively, defensively. They'd figure out how to win some close games. and But, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys went in there and they really they, – they destroyed their will to compete. And uh, – you know, after what happened with Green Bay the previous week, you know this was a this was a this was a really really good win. I, and I think against a good team. I know people think they're probably a little bit fraudulent, but I man, I'm 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 kind of everything that the Vikings were doing or going into this game. I, I thought they'd be able to do against the Cowboys, but you know, great job by the Cowboys going and, and getting a, a really really nice road victory. Yeah, Cowboys win this one forty to three. This is their fourth straight victory at uh, the uh, Viking State. What is it? U.S. Bank Stadium or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Fourth victory there. They've never lost since that stadium opened. Fun fact, Brian, this is the first time the Cowboys have gone into that stadium with their starting quarterback. Because the first year it was uh, Romo was hurt and Dak was playing. And then these last two years, it was Andy Dalton and Cooper Rush while Dak was out. So even still, even though Dallas went in there with their starter, they kicked their ass so bad that uh, they ended up having to put in their backup for a little bit anyway. So the backup quarterback has played in every game the Cowboys have played there, but complete dominance. Just running down some of these numbers, it was a 40-3 to final. You had the Cowboys going 12-17 of 17 on third down. Absolutely ridiculous. That's one of those hidden stats there where – if you're if you convert 12 third downs, you're winning the game. I, I, I don't care whatever else there is in the, on the peripheral stat sheet. If you convert 12 third downs, you're winning that football game. You're scoring a lot of points. Uh, Cowboys get 151 yards rushing. Uh, they average 10 yards per completion. 
Uh, just complete dominance along the stat sheet for them. 37 minutes total time possession. Minnesota just could not get anything going of their own on offense. Uh, Dallas, a, a completely dominant effort overall. Brian, is this about as close to a perfect victory as the Cowboys could have had, just from the coaching staff at all three phases of the football team? Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you look at really all three phases, the things you were concerned about, you know, with Minnesota's offense, their ability to run the football, they had been, a, they'd done a really a nice job of, of passing. You know, they have you know, three, I think, really good receivers, probably have the best receiver in the league, uh, you know, there in with Jefferson and, uh, you know, it, it was tough on him. It was tough on the Vikings. And I think the Vikings, you know, if they look back, I think they were very cavalier thinking like, you know what, hey, we're eight and one. We can run our offense. We'll be just fine. And, you know, we can throw the ball. We can protect. If we have to run the ball, we'll be just fine. But, you know, they learned a very, very bad lesson is that if you allow the Cowboys just to rush the passer, and play coverage on the back end, they're very capable of shutting you down. And, you know, I, I think with, you know, with Kevin O'Connell and what he, what he did, uh, you know, with the offense, you know, it, it, they, they had the first two possessions of the game. They get a third and three. They throw the ball. They get a sack from Parsons. Great play on the third and three, by the way, by Curse. You know, yeah. they're going to run a, they're going to run a, a pick route and get, you know, and 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 get the you know the receiver across the middle of the field, and you know Thielen and Curse was standing right there waiting for him. You know, playing zone coverage, and then now the ball gets pulled down, and you know, and Cousins is taken off running, and and that's when Parsons. You know, you don't outrun Parsons, and that's a third and three. They didn't complete. They get down the second series. They have another third and two. They try and throw it again. You know, incomplete. So, you know, you there's where Green Bay was more willing to run the football and keep running the football, even being down, they were willing to run the football. You know, I think that's that's something that teams, if you watch this tape, if I gave you all the tape of the Dallas Cowboys defense and you watch game from the first game through what we had yesterday in Minneapolis, you would come away saying, okay, I don't want to throw the ball on these guys because the potential of them sacking me and creating negative plays. But if you tell me I can run the ball, that might be my best path to victory. And I think the, I think the Vikings were very cavalier to think that they could just, you know, roll out their offense, but they, they were eight and one, you know, that's, that's a very confident football team. And, you know, if, Unfortunately, if you're a Viking fan, you know, you saw you saw what happens if you just try and throw the ball completely on the Cowboys and not have really any balance at all. But good for Dan Quinn and the secondary and the pass rush and all the coaches for being ready for how the Vikings were going to play you in that game. You got a chance to look back, watch the tape, dive into this game a little bit more. I, I, the first thing I want to jump into and, and get your thoughts on, because I know this is something that uh, you've talked about and that you were really high on. You mentioned Justin Jefferson, top receiver yeah. in the league by most measures. Trayvon Diggs shut him down. And, and this is sure nice now. This is two straight games, two straight years, where Diggs has, has been matched up with him for most of the game uh, and has really taken him away. Do you think this is just a, fe- a, a function of Diggs 
leveling up his play and and playing at a, a just a, at a completely different level this season in 2022? Or do you think this is just a continuation of what we saw last year? And for some reason, he's got Diggs's number or he's got Justin Jefferson's number. I'll say this, and I believe you and I talked about this, you know, one of the shows last week. If you were going to travel Diggs, which they did, then it was going to be up to everybody else to have to play their spots and be well. And I think the secondary did a nice job overall with the coverage. The thing about Diggs is he's not scared of Jefferson. You know, you could have matched Jefferson up with Bland or Brown or any one of those other, you know, cowboy corners that got an opportunity to play in the game. And there was going to be a little bit of nervousness about having to deal with that assignment. With this, with with Diggs, he wasn't going to let he wasn't going to let Jefferson make him nervous. He wasn't going to let Jefferson have any uh, ability to win off the line of scrimmage, win down the, the field. You know, he was he was in good position. The pass rush really, really, really helped. Uh, help the Cowboys, you know, in the way that they played uh, that game. You know, we talk about this pass rush help coverage, this coverage help pass rush, very complimentary with both, you know, with the way they were played. But Diggs was never afraid of Jefferson. And there's other corners in this league that don't want anything to do with Jefferson. And that's the one thing I think that really helped Diggs in that game on Sunday is when he lined up and he saw number 18, he's like, okay, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to carry you in routes. I'm not going to let you run away from me. I'm not going to, you know. And I, I thought he did a, a a really, really nice job of playing against a very, very difficult receiver. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you think that comes from just a level of familiarity with Justin Jefferson that outside of guys in his own division, he he may not have a better read on anybody than Jefferson? Uh, you look at the fact that this is three years in a row now where they've gone up against Minnesota and then back to the Alabama and LSU times where they would have pay, played against each other. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think they – yeah, yeah, I don't think they faced each other at Alabama. I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about the LSU Alabama. Uh, have to look now. That, uh, those look. opportunities. <laughs> I want to say maybe that uh, that they they did not get that opportunity. I, I just I think somebody from Baton Rouge was telling me about that. That I, mean, I could be it could be mistaken about that. But uh, yeah, I, I think that you know the one thing Diggs is is he's super confident. He's just a super confident player. And, and you know, he he might not be the fastest, but he does have quickness. He does have length. You know, he does have that ability. You know, it's you don't always see it with, you know, him and the run game with tackling coming downhill. You know, he's like, listen, you know, my job's a cover out here, you know, and you'd want to believe that maybe he could play a little bit 
you know, better in some of the run defense. But in the Cincinnati game, we've talked about this. Ball comes across the, the middle of the field. What does he do? He tackles back to back to to get you off the field. And, yeah. you know, those are the kinds of things he's very capable of doing. I, I just feel like that there's that there's that ability of his – I mean, he, he's just not intimidated. And I think that helps him when, you know, to face a guy again like Jefferson that is, you know, can release off the line – makes contested catches, you know, is, is going to make big plays throughout the game. Um, that's, that's that Diggs is not Diggs is Diggs wants, he's not going to let you have any of that stuff that I just talked about. Yeah. So I looked at, they did 2019. So they did get a chance each other in 2019. Well, that was a, that was the national championship season then uh, for LSU I, I thought there was something in twenty. I think Diggs. I think Diggs in twenty nineteen had Chase more that day was the thing than Jeff. Yeah, they, that was a um, game that was played in in Tuscaloosa that LSU won. It was it was a legendary football game. Tua was quarterback and for Alabama. Joe Burrow quarterback and for LSU, and just went back and forth, uh, and back and forth. It just you know, a bunch of just great football players on the field. So 2019, well, good for him. He got that one match. So, so four years in a row, they've gotten to play each other. So a lot of familiarity mm-hmm. between those two, for sure. I, before I dive into anything else that you like, is there anything at all about this game you didn't like? Since I think that'd probably be easier to narrow down. Was there anything about this game in particular that, even if it's just a little thing, like, ah, I didn't love this aspect, or maybe this guy didn't play so great while everybody else did. Was there anything about the game that you looked at and said, maybe this wasn't the best? Man, I really can't think of anything that just pretty much perfect. (laughs) Just jumps off the page. You offensive line was outstanding. Uh, I'll say this, something that did jump off the page at me, but the Cowboys were able to make it up is they tried to run Pollard on the goal line. Yeah. And the film, you know, they go with the heavy tight end packages with McEwen as the fullback. They got Ferguson and Hendershot on one side, you know, block and and they hand the ball to Pollard and off the right side. And McEwen runs right into the back of Ferguson, who just gets destroyed at the point of attack. You know, he gets driven back, stalemated there. McEwen runs into him. The ball runs into all that mess. And so, you know, and then they try it again. They don't get success, you know, again with Pollard. And so what they do, they put Zeke in and Zeke figures out, okay, if you're going to call that play off the right side, I'll press it right, but I'm going back to the left. You know, he immediately said, I'm not going behind all that mess. You know, I'm going where I feel like. And that that's unfortunate because Tony Pollard, played a hell of a game, and you were thinking, okay, Tony Pollard, toughness down on the goal line. Well, people would say, well, he can't get it in. You know, he can't get it into the end zone there. And But you look at the way the play was blocked, the two carries he had, he didn't have a chance. So that bothered me, but then they had to put Zeke in to make sure that – because Zeke's got a little bit better feel for how to find that little bit of that gap and just launch himself forward so he can get either a first down or get a touchdown. What stood out to you? I mean, Trayvon Diggs was a big part of this. We haven't even talked about Dak Prescott yet. He had a a really efficient day. Tony Pollard was obviously fantastic. But what were some of the aspects of this game that really stood out to you? For Dak is what you're asking? 
for Dak or anybody else, who do you think played really excellent in this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned the offensive line. I, you know, you got to you know, Terrence Steele and him and Zach Martin together at run blocker. Tyler Biotish at center. You know, some really good opportunities for uh, McGovern. And, you know, and, and Tyler Smith. I mean, you got to call out all five of those guys for doing an outstanding job, not only protection, but in the running game. I thought they were really, really good. The receivers, I, I love the fact that we started to see one of the things that you and I, when we do the scouting report on Odell Beckham, is we talk about Beckham's ability to go snatch the football. And yeah. we saw that a couple of different times, you know, from Michael Gallup. Ball's a little high. What does Michael Gallup do? He goes and gets it on a couple of different plays there. I thought he did an excellent job starting to come around a little bit, you know, um, after what happened in the Green Bay and stuff. But, you know, it's good to see him go out and feel a little bit better about himself and make some plays. Uh, Dak handled the, the offense exceptionally well. It's a very noisy, loud, difficult place. It didn't look like to me they busted any assignments when it came to checks or, you know, you look at the pass that went on the wheel route to Pollard. He's looking over the defense, and now he's checking. He's He kind of understands what he's got. He's got this matchup, you know, with Pollard on a linebacker, and then Schultz runs a beautiful route to clear, you know, the clear the safety in the corner to that side, and then it allows Pollard to go up the field. So, you know, Prescott handling that, the throws he made, the offensive line. We talked about, you know, the, the running game, how it was defensively. I mean – I just, like I said, I think the Vikings played right into the Cowboys' hands trying to throw the football in this game. But, man, overall, and then special teams. You know, Maher, I thought Maher's second 60-yard kick was better than his first 50-yard kick. You know, and it just goes to show you, give the Cowboys some credit in the front office. This could be very much a – Oh no, we're going with Garibay. We think Garibay is the next big kicker. We love his leg. We love this about you know. This is the kid I'm talking about from Texas Tech that you know the you know after the draft we were all like Garibay, huh? Oh okay, yeah, game winning field goals, long field goals, Iowa State game, all this stuff. And then you're also you know Haralahu. You're going okay. Well, I kind of know him. He's a strong leg guy, kind of you know consistent. Maybe not doesn't have the depth that the other kickers have. But it was, it was one of those games, you know, I mean, they made a great call. They saw that they were having problems in training camp. They saw they were having problems in training camp with the return game. What do they do? They go out and get a, uh, you know, a big-time returner. The special teams were had been outstanding for this football team. You know, Luke Gifford has five tackles against Green Bay last week. It's kind of unheard of. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they, they figured out some things – front office-wise and coaching-wise for these guys, and it really, really showed up in that game yesterday. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.